0: Welcome to the Free Sermon Podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe,
1: but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, Please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon.
2: I so appreciate uh, the choir. Jason's doing a fantastic job with them. Amen. Let's give him another round of applause. Amen. Now for the main attraction, huh? ha <laughs> ha. So appreciate, uh, no stranger of course, uh, to this church, uh, this congregation, homegrown, uh, Stacy, Pastor Dillard, wife Daphne, their children, uh, Devin and Mikkel, been a great, great blessing to this uh, congregation, to Pastor and Connie just over the years, to you, uh, grown up here. We are in for a treat, amen. How many can say man, We are in for a treat. I say it all the time, but everywhere I go, there's a few places, and it seems like everywhere, they say, no matter what, every year we have Stacy Dillard. He's already on our calendar, wherever. Uh, and I said, well, we have him too. Amen. Glory to God. And we have him this week. Amen. So let's give him a round of applause as he comes. Praise
0: the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome to Happy Hour, everybody. Yeah. What's good? Good to be home. Good to be, good to be alive. It's, it's really good to be alive if uh, um, many of you know, and I appreciate your, your prayers. I, um, and for those who don't know, the last time I was in town a month ago, actually, I was on my way to Globe to go preach, and so if I can just back up a little bit, what happened is I, I was at home, and my, my left leg, it, it swelled up on me, and I, I, I said, man, I, said, I must have hurt myself playing basketball. Then I was reminded I hadn't been playing. And so I was telling myself I must have hurt myself uh, exercising, but I hadn't been exercising. I hadn't been, and so some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, and so I, my, it wouldn't stop. So I you know, I got out my roller, I'm rolling my calf, and I uh, got on these compression socks and all this stuff, and um, the Thursday after I was preaching, at least trying, but I, I, I was just stood behind the pulpit, and I'm sweating, and got fans on me, and they got the AC down to 50 like it is for you right now, and, uh, <laughs> but it's all good. Don't, don't change a thing, man, and so um, I begin to think about my little sister. I mean, if you know that I, I was back in Georgia last month. I buried my little sister. She died of uh, a DVT and, um, and, and uh, pulmonary embolism. Um, one of the blood clots broke free, and lodged in her lungs and she died at 46. So I just came back from Georgia. So all that stuff's going through my head, if y'all know what I'm talking about. Then I went online and read a couple of things. I don't know if that was good or not, (laughs) but I I went online and I read about DVT and pulmonary embolism. And I was reading that uh, if you have a swollen, one swollen calf and you can't breathe, it's not good for you. And uh, they said that one in three people, actually, you don't even make it. You don't have no symptoms. You just walk, and then all of a sudden, you just drop dead. That's just the way that it is. They said they usually find out that you have one when they do an autopsy on you, which I ain't trying to get that. Y'all know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to have. Now, I don't mind a spiritual autopsy, but I want the autopsy from somebody who knows how to autopsy. I know that ain't a word, but, uh, but... uh, long story short, I, I, I got up here, Daphne was telling me, she said, you know, you need to go you need to go to, the, to the hospital. You need to go right now. And I was like, "Nah, let me go preach Sunday and then uh, come back down to the valley on Monday and I'll maybe go in. And she said, no, you need to go in. And she called uh, Miss Bonnie. Always got to call Miss Bonnie. And she called Miss Bonnie and she said, uh, you know, it was urgent care. Long story short, went into the hospital, urgent care, urgent care said go to the hospital, went in. They found, found a blood clot in my leg and several uh, embolisms in my lungs and so what they do is they that's why I couldn't breathe so um, put me on blood thinners and you know I, I thank God that I'm alive you, you know uh, I thank God that I'm alive I'm, I'm glad that he spared me I don't know how much longer that I have but I guess last month it wasn't the time Holler somebody I guess he wanted me to at least be in this revival you know what I'm saying and so God is good. Thank you, church family, for praying for me. I'm feeling so much better. Still not out uh, of, the, uh, of, uh, in, of the clear yet, but God is a good God. And I thank God for people who really do pray. Not folks who be thinking about praying. Listen, if you're one of them people that every time somebody asks you to pray and you don't pray, or if you're one of people that nobody ever asks to pray, there's a reason why. let that marinate. I, I, I say if you want people nobody ever they, they get ready to come to you like oh never mind. Then then there might be something wrong with your spirituality. I feel like preaching here today, I ain't even, I ain't even opened the I ain't even opened the text yet. Let's get ready get real in here folks. Welcome to Black History. <laughs> I'm black and I got history. You know the great thing about um Black history is that black people do great things every day and that we don't have to wait for one month to pump ourselves up or be pumped up by anybody and we're just going to use this one month and we're just going to show our blackness for one month. Just, just, just be a good black person or be a good person all year round and we're going to be okay. Can you say amen? We're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. I want you to grab your Bibles. I'm gonna to talk to you for a little bit. I know some of y'all just just dying to get out there and get that steroid chicken. And so, uh, listen. I'm from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Pieces of chicken don't grow that big. Listen. I grew up in the country. You can't listen. You can't find a chicken with a drumstick that big. That's not that's not right. And so, if you go out there and you get one of them pieces of chicken that looks like a, a, a brontosaurus something. You get what you get. Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. We're going to talk about blind Bartimaeus, the man who had 20-20 vision. I feel like preaching here today. Blind Bartimaeus, the man who had 20-20 vision. Has anybody in here ever been desperate before? And you knew and felt in your heart of hearts that if God didn't help you, you were going to really be stuck forever. Anybody in here? Has, has anyone here ever got to a spiritual place where you said, Lord, I really need for you to stop by and visit me? I know I know that 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 you're doing a lot of things and I know that you are a man on a mission because you're always on a mission. But I really need for you to help me because I feel that I'm a spiritual beggar and I'm in a desperate, desperate place. And I need a miracle for my life from you today. Do I got a couple of people? So this story. Tells us that Jesus came to Jericho and that Jesus left Jericho. Now, I was pondering that even this morning, that Jesus came to Jericho and Jesus left Jericho. That's the first thing he says. In other words, it illustrates to us what can happen when you're not ready to meet Jesus. That he can come and he can go. That his spirit comes and you feel it when his spirit comes and you'll know for sure when his spirit leaves. This is a story about what happens when we're not prepared for the presence of the Lord. He will come and he will go and we will receive nothing. You know what I don't want to happen today or ever in my life? I don't want the king of kings to show up. How bad it would be that a king would show up today and we not even know a king's here. Now, you know, listen, folks, I know all over the world, people know when all these dignitaries come into town and they they know it, the paparazzi's there. How bad it is sometimes that the king shows up and people don't even know. How bad it would be if we come here this morning and you and I not even know that the king is here. This was the last time Jesus would come through Jericho and Jesus was there for the last time. And what do... What you do with Jesus will determine your destiny. And in this story, we see this blind man. He's at the right place, come on, with the right purpose, calling on the right person Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Not Muhammad, not Krishna, not preacher man. See, sometimes you don't even need the preacher man, you need King Jesus. And so he's at the right place, he's uh, 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 the right purpose, calling on the right uh, person, receiving the right promise. So I want to talk to you just for a couple of minutes here today, because I only had oatmeal this morning. So big people like me don't do good with just oatmeal. So, so <laughs> I'm working on another kind of hunger, holla. But I just want to have some church here today. Y'all don't mind, y'all don't mind if we're going to have some church. You know, when, when, when Pastor Mark talked about church this morning, some of y'all were kind of iffy. He said, oh, something's getting ready to take off. And y'all like, really, where are we going? (laughs) You might as well get something since you went through all this work to get here. I don't want to look like I'm ready and not be ready. It says, now they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and the great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of, uh, of, of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, He began to cry out and say, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. Come on. Uh. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. I'm liking that. boy. I was feeling that this morning. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, "Rabbi, that I might receive my sight. Here goes a man who's stating the obvious. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power and for your dominion. Lord, today we ask you for a demonstration of your grace and that you would meet with us and that we would be changed in your presence. We thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke. We thank you, Lord, that your word would go forth and begin to do something supernatural in the lives of men and women. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm just glad you made it. Tell your neighbor, you get ready to get the hook up. Come on, somebody, tell your neighbor, you get ready to get the hook up. Tell your neighbor, you get ready to get more than what you bargained for. Mm. The, the, the question, the question, the question. Why did he receive a touch? That is the question. He received the touch number one, if you're taking notes, because Bartimaeus was willing to reveal his emptiness. My wife and I were talking this morning and we were talking about how oftentimes people don't receive anything from God because they're not willing to reveal how empty they really are. There are people here that, that you'd be amazed what would happen if the first time in your life you would just be honest about your lack. That you, you're here and you may not be physically blind. But you're here and there's something spiritually jacked up with you. I wish I could preach it like a feeling. I don't know what kind of church. Is this a a spirit-filled church? Holy Ghost people like Holy Ghost Word. So I need to make sure I'm in the right church so I can get on down the street where I need to be if y'all don't want to hear me preach here today. He was willing to reveal his emptiness and he was willing to endure persecution even the onlookers and people that maybe were gazing and looking at him with their nose turned up he was willing to deal with the persecution for admitting that he had a need Bartimaeus he heard the crowd and that and I were talking this morning and we we're like how how did Bartimaeus even know that Jesus was coming now, many of you know that Jesus, the word had went out about Jesus. So, you know, people were passing the word. Jesus is coming. Pass it along. Jesus is coming. Pass it along. Jesus is coming. Pass it along. And all of a sudden, he, he, he gets to Bartimaeus and he, he hears, Jesus is coming. I don't know how far away he is. He may be a mile. He may be two. But he is sure enough coming. Oh my god, that's so good, boy. I mean <laughs> I said, I don't know how far away he is. You know, I'm thinking you don't want him to get way past you, and you're like, hey, come back, come back. Just like you don't want, just like you don't want to wake up on Thursday and find out revival's over. Some of you are always a daily dollar short. God was here. That's why you need to listen to me this morning. Some of y'all that are, that are kind of fading in and out. You're like, man, that's, I stayed up too late. That's, that's, that's your problem. Er, er, Sunday. Er, Sunday. That's your problem. You stay up too late on Saturday, and you're coming on Sunday looking all crazy. My mom told me I was little, she said, I don't care how late you stay up. You're black behind. We'll be in church tomorrow morning. Try to fall asleep. Catch. See what you catch. I grew up ain't no leaning. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying here today. I grew up, you couldn't even get no lean. You can't get no lean. I grew up, you couldn't get no lean. Hands on your lap. She's like, you ain't got to like none of this. You will be there, though. Not going to lean on me. Mom, let me snuggle. (laughs) Are y'all nervous? (laughs) Don't get nervous. You know, he, he couldn't see, but he really did have some good vocal cords. I said, he couldn't see. Barnabas says, yo, I may not be able to see, but I heard somebody's on the way. And I may not be able to see, but I bet you I know what I can do. I can yell. And he starts saying, yo, I know he didn't say this, but he said, yo, Jesus, where you at? People like, yo, come on, Bartimaeus, man, come on, man. We're supposed to be dignified. Don't you understand that we, Jesus is dignified? Bartimaeus said, y'all might be dignified, but I'm desperate. (laughs) Bartimaeus said, listen, I may be blind, but my vocal cords and my hearing's really good. And I heard that he's, oh, I'm feeling good this morning. (laughs) He said, oh, I hear that, I hear that the king's on his way. See, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out for mercy. Sure, Bartimaeus was looking at his condition. Like I hope you're maybe you're looking at your condition. You're saying to yourself, I'm in a bad place. Other people may not even know it. Because I'm going to tell you about the thing about being here. So often people can actually, sometimes they can see what's wrong with you. There's a lot of things about us that people can see, and they don't have to uh, uh, know a lot about you. It's not hard for you to look at me and say, he's black. (laughs) It doesn't make you, you know, uh, know, prophetic. You know, you're like, I feel that you have a spirit of blackness on you. (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) And I can sense that. I can sense. I can... In the spiritual, I can sense that you've been black for a lot of years. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm right, if any of this resonates in your spirit. (laughs) They said, hold your peace. Can I tell you, don't let anyone stop you from crying out to the Lord today. Don't, don't you let anyone stop you from trying to stop Jesus today. It was his cry that stopped Jesus where he was. And it's profound to think, it's, it's actually mind-boggling to think that we have the ability to stop Jesus today. As I shared with you last year, Jesus was always a man on a mission. And one thing I want you to know about Jesus being a man on a mission, his mission always led him to the cross. Can I tell you something, child of God? If your mission and what you're living life for doesn't lead you to the death of you, you're on the wrong mission. That's good preaching right there, shown up. Can I say it one more again? If the mission and the thing that you live your life for does not lead you to less of you and more of him, the obliteration of self, then you are on the wrong mission. It was a cry that stopped him. It's amazing how fast people can change when it makes them look good. It's, I'm thinking about the crowd of people that were around <laughs> blind Barnabas. They're telling him, "Hey, knock it off, chill, don't be acting all crazy." And then the same people that told him to knock it off, they're like, "Hey, I think he's calling you. <laughs> get up, man, get up, get up." Like, man, if you caring about the dude so much, man, you already know he's blind. help to do. And the, and, and the scripture tells us, and he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Now, follow me here for, and I don't have any points in this sermon. No, not one point. <laughs> I'm letting you know already, because I know that some of you are thinking, man, what point is he on? I don't even know, but I'm going to preach here today. I'm on point 1B slash B.C., Barnabas, he had on these beggars' garments and he cast it off. This was a sign of faith. Follow me. This garment was symbolic of his lifestyle. He had lived in this garment, this garment type of life of begging forever. It represented all the restrictions and limitations and all the impossibilities of life. It symbolized the mental disposition that held him captive, that defined and determined his actions. Everything that he did was determined by his affliction. And maybe that's you, you're here and everything that you do is determined by your affliction. This coat, this beggar's garment that he had on said, I am blind, therefore everybody has to help me. Everyone has to provide for me. I can't do anything for myself. I will always be a beggar. My life and my existence is dictated and determined by what other people do for me. Basically, he's saying I've got to depend on others for the rest of my life. Now, you may not believe it, but there are people everywhere depending on someone to get them to Jesus. And I wonder today how many Here are spiritually blind. You're spiritually blind to the things of God. Kind of like the Israelites. There's some here you choose to live as a spiritual beggar. You say, Pastor, that's the dumbest statement that you made. (laughs) Why would I want to be a spiritual beggar? Well, you might like being a spiritual beggar and having other people do things to you because you don't want to be responsible for anything.
1: I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.
0: And doing supernatural things in people's lives and in congregations. And I said, I was thinking to myself, there's a lot of people that say, Lord, I want revival, but they actually don't want revival. There's people that say, Lord, I want you to visit me in a supernatural way, but they actually don't want the Lord to visit them. Because when he visits you, it demands, because when he visits, he changes. And when he visits you, he will change you. But people don't want to be changed because with change comes responsibility. Y'all are hearing what I'm preaching here today. And so we choose to come to an arena like this, and we say, oh, God, do something. But do you really want him to do something? God, visit our church. I can hear you. So often we live these secondhand accounts. Some of you here, you you live on secondhand accounts. I heard something somewhere by somebody somewhere. I wish I could preach it like I feel it on Sunday morning. I heard something somewhere by somebody. I can't remember exactly where it came from, but it was powerful. Powerful. But Jesus has never stopped for you. Revival carries with it a demand to change, and most of us don't want to pay that price as high. I said, the the, the price of revival and the visitation from heaven is very expensive. That's why people don't want to pay that price. Let's quiet here today. If I was a young man, I'd be scared. I said, if I was a young man, I'd be scared. The silence would would, would provoke fear in me, but it actually don't provoke fear. I know God right now is thumping some of (laughs) y'all. Barnabas, he knew that to receive his sight, would end his right to beg. He knew if I get my sight back, because it's one thing to say, oh God, do it, do it. And he's like, do you know what you're asking for? What do you want? Barnabas says, he he said, come on now. I want to receive my sight. You know, some people are probably looking at, at Jesus and looking at the whole scenario. And they're like, come on now, Jesus. You're supposed to be smart and stuff. Even I knew he was blind. I'm the one who brought him to you. Huh? So you, these guys bring Barnabas to Jesus, right? Yo, he's right up here, man. Come on, player. Take you. And Jesus started asking these obvious questions. Obvious. Yo, what can I do for you? Barnabas is like, I don't know if you noticed, know but... <laughs> i having trouble, having trouble. Hence, hence, hence the jacket and hence the reason why I was calling out to you because I've got, I couldn't see where you were, but I heard you were coming. But Barnabas, he knew, if I get my sight back, being a beggar is, has, has to stop today. He would have to labor for himself and, and, and publicly he made that decision in front of everyone. He was ready for change, and the question that I'm asking today is, are you really ready for change? I know I come here every year, and, you, and, and, and we, we have a really good time, but the, the question you've got to ask yourself is, is, are you really ready for a change? Because I, I get around folks, and they, they, they talk about how ready they are. I'm ready for that visitation, but really, are you ready? I, I, are you ready for what God really wants to do? Jesus called Bartimaeus beyond his condition and convince him that I have a fuller life for you. This faith in the heart of Barnabas it created a spiritual sight, and even though Barnabas was blind, he was able to see things that other people around him didn't even see. People who had real physical vision they could not even see it in these in these verses Bartimaeus he proved that even though he was blind he had 20 20 vision then all these other people around walking past him blase Bartimaeus said listen I am not gonna let him pass me by you've got to start calling to him before he passes by. Y'all ain't gonna let me preach this thing like it's on the inside of me. Listen, he said you gotta call on him before he passes you by. He began to see himself with sight and no longer a beggar. Listen to the text. He cast away his garment. In other words, he rose up, the scripture says, and he came to Jesus. Listen to me here today. You've got to rise up. In other words, the scripture says he stood up stood up. In other words, he made a decision to be different. It doesn't matter how you came here today. Mind crazy, family crazy, feel like you (laughs) have been born on the wrong side of the tracks. Do you know that you can still be born on the right side of tracks and be crazy out your mind? Some of you had a great family and you crazy. Some of you who were born in them really good families, you crazy. You act strange. You can hide a lot of stuff when you're raised in a good family because you learn how to act right. See, some of us didn't, maybe didn't have all the best stuff. It's harder for us to hide stuff. People see stuff about us, man, they like... OK, <laughs> but but for some people that 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 had all the, the really nice stuff, maybe uh, people, people can, can look at you and they can't see certain stuff, especially if you're raised in church. They're like, man, just they're doing great. You can keep them off your scent, too, especially if you learn some some church speech. Or you all going to let me preach up in here today. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. I don't know how many pages I have left, but I'm getting ready to wrap this up. Especially if you learn some church speech. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, hallelujah. Praise God. If you keep switching them, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anointing. (laughs) If you throw that anointing in there, man, boy, especially if you say, especially if you say that you feel the anointing. See, nobody can mess with that, especially if you tell them that the anointing is on you. How can anybody argue with that? They're not going to say to you, no, it ain't, because you're like, yeah, it is. The anointing's on me. <laughs> what would happen today if the Lord gave you what you've been praying for? I mean, honestly, people pray. God, I just want to have kids. Mm. I want a whole bunch of them, Lord. Just I want my home to be filled with just little ones everywhere. Just little ones. I want them all around my legs and knees. And I just want just somebody say until. Somebody say until. (laughs) (laughs) Until you want to sleep on Sunday afternoon. Then you like, Lord Jesus! <laughs> Trying to get people from church. Can you just take a couple of them? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And so, <laughs> not all of them, a couple of them. What, what would happen today if the Lord gave you your heart's desire? Are you willing to change? Some of you got these deep things you pray for. But are you really willing to change? See, Barnabas, he had an issue. And when he prayed and the Lord answered his prayer, it says in standing up, he, he understood he was leaving his position that defined him as a beggar. And in coming to Jesus, he was leaving the condition that defined him as a blind man. And in coming to Jesus... He was stepping into an unknown arena. And can I tell you that every single time that God does dynamic things in your life, he will always take you to an arena that is unknown to you. He will take you into an arena that is that is uncomfortable. We're reminded of Abram in the Bible and how Abram obeyed God and he went out from a place not knowing where he was going. As the children of Israel, they prepared to cross the Jordan into their inheritance, and they were told to leave space between them and the ark. How many remember the story? How many remember the story? <laughs> said, leave a space, but they had not passed that way before. And many of God's people are missing what God has for them because they're not willing to trust God where they can't trace God. They're like, Lord, I don't know if I can trust you there because I've never been there, been there. And God says, you don't need to have been there when I'm telling you it's okay there. Listen, if if the only time you can trust God is when you can trace him, all you're going to get is what's right in front of you. People, if they can't see and make any sense of it, then they refuse to follow. Follow. Because they're not willing to cast away the old garment. Jesus said, you can't put new wine in old wine skins. That means you have to be willing to turn loose of the old to receive the new. Can I get an amen from a couple of people? You've got to be willing to turn loose of the old. That means if you're here and you've got that old religious mindset, you need to get rid of that nonsense. So the question, are you willing to throw off old garments in order to make room for the new. Do I have a couple of people here today? There's some who are still bound because of your uh, your willingness to live in spiritual poverty. You don't have the inheritance that God has ordained for you to have. Because you're not willing to change. And because you're not willing to change, you'd rather be blind than change. Do you know there's good churches all over the globe with great people, but they don't want to change. There's good Christians here today that God wants to do some profound stuff in you. Not because I'm here, but because that's just who he is. He's a good, good God. Can somebody say amen with the preacher? He is a good, good God. And he says, hey, I'm on my way. I got business. I'm handling business. Jesus said, listen, you ain't got to stop and tell me, hey. He said, I'm on my way to the cross, but I got some time for you, baby. Jesus said, oh, I got missions. I got all kinds of appointments. My, Jesus is like, my calendar is packed. You know, Jesus doesn't have to check his phone to see how many appointments he got. He all got appointments. But he's got time for you. That ain't that profound. That he has no time, but he always makes time. Oh, that's so good. I got to type that. Hold on, y'all. So, do you want... Jesus, to stand still where you are? And are you willing to do what it takes to get him to stand still? If you do, you need to cry out to the Lord today. You say, Lord, don't pass me by. God, I don't want you to come and visit and then I miss a visitation in my own life. Someone said a man must go where he knows Jesus is Where Jesus passes by, a man must go where he can hear Jesus or he will miss the chance of eternal life. The scripture says in Isaiah, seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. In other words, there's coming a time where finding him is going to be a lot more difficult than it is right now. So I conclude and I'm sure enough done. These are the steps that he took. Number one, he believed the reports of Jesus. Number two, he acknowledged his personal need. Number three, he was persistent in pursuing after Jesus. Number four, he eagerly expected to receive help from Jesus. Number, did I say number four? Number five, he stated precisely what he needed. Sometimes I think in revival services, man, what would happen if we would like really have like a a real like Holy Ghost, real altar goal? Not not the one we just come down and just pray like around stuff. But what would happen if you were to come today and say, Lord, this is what I need. There's spiritual darkness in my life in this area. And I need for you to help me. I wonder what would happen today if you honestly would say, Lord, don't pass me by. And lastly, he followed Jesus. You know what I find so profound about this story is no one told him to follow him. Jesus never said to Barnabas, hey, you see all the stuff I did for you? Can I get a witness from somebody? Jesus didn't say, hey, come on, man. Come on, dude. Come on, plan. After I'm going to give you sight, where you going? Talk to me, somebody. I need some help up in here today. G- Jesus didn't run him down. <sighs> hey, you coming back to church? <laughs> oh, I-, I need some help. I just need thirty more seconds. No, get, let me get forty-five seconds. Uh, Jesus didn't run after him. Jesus didn't run after him, chase him down, try to try to uh, 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 figure out what's wrong number you that he that he gave him. Now, folks, you, 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 they get saved and they give you the wrong number. You got to switch them around. You're like, man, they're trying to they, they trying to pull a fast one on me. They put 45, but it's actually 54. <laughs> he followed Jesus to a place that he'd never even been before. Barnabas, 2020 vision. Maybe that's you here today like, man, I'm here, and I've been here before. Look at your life, and you're like, <clears throat> I look good on the outside, but I got some areas. There ain't no life. But you know in your heart of hearts that if he touches you there, then you got to be responsible there. See, some of you, you want your ministry to live again. But you know that if he touches your ministry, then you actually probably need to start doing something. That if he touches your ministry and touches you, then you really might have to be faithful. And you're like, man, I don't know about all that, player. That's, that's me on my, my stay up late and stuff. That if he does touch you, then it's going to demand certain responsibility. But Bartimaeus said, you know something, I'm casting off these beggars' garments, and Lord, I'm going to follow you and obey you, even if I can't trace you, I trust you. And I wonder if there's some people here today, Lord, I want you to take me to a place where I don't necessarily have to see you with these, but I trust you with this. I may not be able to see you and know, but I know, God, that if you can touch me and change me and do the miracles that you've done in my life, I can trust you with my life. And I will trust you with my life. Can I get a couple of people to say amen? Let's bow our heads and our hearts. God bless you. Thank you so much. My heads bowed eyes are closed just for a moment
1: thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the virginia beach potter's house church were you blessed by today's message let us know please leave us a rating on apple podcast or on pod chaser we'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven god bless